They're always going to do a Veuve Clicquot. They're always going to probably do a Tattinger. A Moe Moe Ice. Ice. I mean, it's like Disney Cruise Line brought to you by Moe Ice these days, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. This week's bonus episode of the DCL Duo podcast. And as we've taken to doing and been trying to do with some of our guests, we're doing a little bit of a extra bonus content here with Jessica, whose show just released, whose main episode just released last week. And so excited to have her back on. Uh, as we were talking in her main show, she did a number of drink tastings on board. And we've done some drink tastings. And so we thought it might be fun. We had a listener now ask us about our favorite drinks on board. But it might be fun to just do some drink tasting discussion. So Jessica, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Yeah, and thanks Sam- for being back with us. <laughs> oh, there's Sam. Sam's here. So hey, everyone, Sam is on the bonus show. So <laughs> I'm not always. I'm not always, but I am here today. It makes it, uh, it it makes it a bonus of a bonus show when you're here. So, oh, thanks. <laughs> well, let's hey, let's talk about some drink tastings for a second. So, for those out there who have not sailed on Disney Cruise Line before or not experienced this, when you're doing your onboard activity booking that you can do in conjunction with your Castaway Club status, or if you're a new cruiser when your onboard activity booking window opens, they have some onboard activities that are called. They're drink tastings and and mixology classes. So they do cost somewhere between $25 and $50 a person, depending on what you're doing. Uh, We've heard recently that those prices are a little bit steeper than people used to pay, which is not surprising. They are very popular, and so they do book up. So if it's something that you're looking to do, uh, I would highly encourage you to pre-book them if you can. And they range from stern to stem wine tastings, uh, champagne tastings, gin tastings, martini tastings, beer tastings, bourbon tastings, so many tastings. I even think I saw a tequila tasting one time on board. So they change them up. Uh, they even have a... What was that one called, Sam, that I did in the morning? Uh, ah, kickstart the, Your Day? Yeah, Kickstart, kickstart your, day. your Day. Yeah, they have a Kickstart Your Day tasting, which has some smoothies and then a mimosa and a Bloody Mary. So you sign up for these in advance and they're they're like small group seminars of about a half hour and you get to taste all these drinks. So we thought we would share some of our experiences. We want to hear from Jessica about hers. So Jessica, why don't we start with you? I think you you mentioned on the main show you've done... You did two of these while you were on board, right? Yes, correct. Yes. Which two? We did the martini tasting at the Meridian Bar and the mixology class at the Skyline Bar. When our booking window opened to pre-book these prior to the cruise, not many were available. I'm a big margarita fan. They had a margarita tasting that was booked up. Um, Like you mentioned, the tequila tasting. I probably would have done that because I think it would hopefully have included margaritas. (laughs) That was booked up. Um, The champagne tasting was booked up. So... I was just kind of like, you know, looking for what we could do that might sound good. So I had originally booked a bourbon tasting. And when we got on board, it conflicted with our show, our Beauty and the Beast show. So I was able to actually switch it out for the martini tasting, which I much preferred anyway. So it kind of all worked out. Yeah, you'd be surprised. I bet that tequila tasting is actually just tequila uh, because that was the bourbon <laughs> tasting was ju- and it wasn't even a bourbon tasting. I don't think it was the one I went to. I think it was a whiskey tasting whiskey, because they yeah, had you'd whiskey. Yeah, they had Irish whiskey, Japanese whiskey, bourbon and scotch, I think it was. And so I don't know what you found, Jessica, but and see him way in here, too. I, I think at twenty five dollars a person, those are healthy pores. 
Yeah. At $50 a person, yes. I'd want to know what kind of liquor was in the glasses before I'd say that it was you're getting any kind of deal. But yeah, what what did you think about it's I I thought it was they were healthy pours at drinks. So you gotta go maybe with the mindset of sipping and taking something with you. <laughs> I agree. Yes. So I was both of our classes were 25 each, and I thought it was actually a great price for what we got when we got there. The martini tasting was kind of like a mini martini class. You know, two of them were actually too strong for me. I had to give them to my husband to finish. They were delicious. And I could definitely see that if you were really down in them quickly, it, it would probably go to my head. <laughs> to my head. Um, and the mixology class, um, really, I mean, definitely... Cocktail sized drinks. I mean, it, it, they were the size of a drink that you would order at the bar. Really, it wasn't any type of like pair, you know, um, mini mini version. And and one of them was actually a shot, like a you know that everyone took a shot. He had an extra one at the end. My husband gladly volunteered to take that one for the team. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I was I was my husband and I were both commenting that twenty five dollars um, for the amount of liquor um, that you got it, at those two classes, I, I thought it was worth it. And and the entertainment, the, the entertainment value. I mean, they were they were both very knowledgeable bartenders um, talking about how they mixed and created the different drinks. So it was pretty cool. Yeah. And, and what kind of drinks did they have at the mixology? The mixology is the one that I, we have not tried. It's the one we really want to do. Yeah, I feel like oh, everyone's yeah. about mixology. And so I'm curious, like, what, what kind of drinks were yes. they? So one, yeah. of, like I said, one of them, I think the last one was the shot. Um, but to start off with, there was like, it was a drink of with like grenadine and orange juice. And then um, I think it was vodka. So like each drink actually had a different liquor in it as well. So one was like a vodka drink. One was a gin drink. Yeah, one was very um, like tropically kind of like, I think like I said, grenadine and kind of like orange juice, but didn't really taste like a screwdriver. The shot was interesting because it, it was like Sambuca and a whole bunch of things that you would think actually would taste disgusting if you put them together. And <laughs> it was delicious. <laughs> a lot of the ingredients were like, they talked about, you know, it was like fresh muddled blueberries, you know, with gin and mint, maybe I think. And um so just a lot of different um, ingredients. So do you feel like there are drinks you would actually make at home or were they, I mean, these, I always wary of these because the drinks taste fabulous, but it's supposed to be kind of like a class, but then I'm probably not going to try to make this stuff at home because it's really complicated. <laughs> um, but did, did you leave feeling like, oh yeah, these recipes, I want to make one of these at home. I didn't feel like I would make it at home, but I felt like I would, I, I would remember it to order it if I came back to the bar because it was that good. Yeah. But my husband is really into mixology at home. Um, he likes to try different things. And so I think he was really interested in taking different notes on things. Like for example, one of the, I don't know, I think it was gin. He had like infused tea bags into this gin and kind of like made his own tea flavored. I'm pretty sure it was gin and then used that in one of the cocktails. And so just kind of learning about how like he, he, he gave, um, you know, some instructions about, okay, if you want to do this at home, you would take this many tea bags, you would strain it, you know, you'd infuse it into the liquor, you know, for a few days. And then this is how you would take it out so that, you know, the, the tea leaves aren't, stuck in your drink. <laughs> things like that. So he did give us some instruction and I think it was, it was pretty, yeah, it was pretty interesting. Um, I wonder if that was the, there's a cocktail I know at Skyline that uses tea in it. I wonder if it was that cocktail. I don't remember the name of it, but I know there's, yeah, I know there's one there that has 
tea in it. So that would make sense. That's cool. Well, we need to take a quick pause in the action here to thank our amazing show sponsors over at My Path Unwinding Travel. You know, Sam and I have gotten to know the agents over at My Path Unwinding Travel over time, and they are just so knowledgeable, so wonderful, so responsive, so welcoming. They have a great set of communities built on Facebook where they answer people's questions. We know that if you decide to book your next vacation with My Path Unwinding Travel, you will have a wonderful, wonderful experience. So if you are looking to book your next fabulous Disney Cruise Line vacation and adventure by Disney Vacation, maybe you've been eyeing an all-inclusive resort vacation, head over to www.mypathunwinding.com slash DCLduo to book your next fabulous vacation. We know you'll have a fantastic experience. And with that, back to our episode. Well, Sam, I'd love for you to share your experience. I know you did kind of on our trip report, but do you have a favorite tasting that you have done? I feel like we did martini and we did champagne. Favorite of those two? I'm suspecting it's the bubbly, but... Yes, it's the champagne. Not that the martini was bad, but I don't like the classic martini. And that was one of the drinks that they give you. I just don't like... You're just basically drinking gin or vodka. And I just... I can't drink that straight stuff. It's it's too harsh for me. I did like... Uh, they did some, had some kind of like citrusy... It wasn't a Cosmo, but something kind of similar in that in that martini tasting that was good. It just was not my favorite of the tastings that I've done. Um, but yeah, I, lo- I love champagne. So, and I actually thought it was a great, great value because I think we had, I think set up bef- in front of us were, I'm trying to think it was four or five different champagnes and they weren't, none of them were sparkling wine. So it was no Prosecco, no Cremant, which I like those as well, but they're not champagnes. And so it it would have bothered me if they called it a champagne tasting and then poured some other stuff unless it was for you know pure purposes of comparison but yeah so it was four or five glasses and then as we're doing the the champagne tasting the second bartender who was sort of helping out was pouring out moe ice as the final champagne which is you know one of my favorites and i thought that was really nice because the moe ice you want to you need to drink it cold and you don't want the ice to have melted too much because you want there to still be bubbles and so it was kind of perfect that they were preparing instead of putting it out at the beginning and letting it sit for you know 30 minutes they were doing it properly which is preparing it as the rest of the seminar was going yeah i just thought it was great and all of them were very high end champagnes we got really a what I would consider a, a decent pour. It wasn't, um, they didn't fill the champagne glasses to the tippy top, but they filled them at least halfway. Yeah, it was, I, I thought that was high, high value, um, nice to kind of compare with champagnes. I think people think that champagnes are the same. They're not, but it's if you don't compare them directly to one another, it's kind of hard to say what's different. So I thought it was super valuable and, and a really a really nice way to spend you know, a half hour in your of your afternoon. I will give the tip, and this is something that we talked about a little bit more on the main show uh, with Jessica, which is when you're booking any kind of drink tastings, book them for daytime. Don't book them for the evening. And that might sound counterintuitive because I don't know, maybe people don't like day drinking. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, the problem with doing them in the evening is they'll either conflict 
with your dinner or with your show or with some of the other activities going on at night that might only happen once. And so um, I think it's just a safer bet to book for like late afternoon and have it as sort of your pre-dinner, post-lunch, you know, experience. Uh, Other than I guess that morning one that Brian likes, which you have to do like at eight o'clock in the morning or something. Brian, what was your favorite one? Because you've done you've done more than I have done. You did the martini with me. You did not do the champagne with me. You've done the what's the morning one called? You said it before. Well, I did. I, I did. Remember. Yeah, I've done martini. I've done kickstart your day, and I've done whiskey. I'm signed up to do beer on one and gin. World of gin is definitely on the wish because the wish has opened up some potentially new drink tastings. Beer, I think they tend to have on all of them, as they do the stern to stem wine tasting, which we've we've never done. I, the whiskey was my least favorite, just because I I don't know. I find that like the whiskeys were high end, that was nice. I find the whole I love like I am from let me preface this, I am from Kentucky. I like bourbon. I don't love single malt scotches, but I like blended scotches. I've tried Japanese whiskeys, all of that sort of stuff, but I find the whole culture around whiskey just way too pretentious. And so <laughs> the tasting proved that out for me yet once again, as people were like assertive of their, this is how you must drink whiskey. And I was like, I, I don't need this in my life. And I'm pretty just, I'm pretty particular about the bourbons that I like having grown up in Kentucky and some of the stuff that's coming out nowadays. It's just, it's like gasoline in my mind. Like they're trying to put as much, pump as much alcohol into the bourbon as they can and then call that a win. So I, I am, I, I am pretty particular about my bourbon, so I should have done a tasting. I loved the Kickstart Your Day tasting. I thought it was fun because it wasn't all alcohol beverages. Like they had basically two kinds of smoothie that were, you know, it was like a green smoothie and then another one that they were both very unique. They weren't, it wasn't just like a strawberry banana smoothie. It was a very unique smoothie. And then they had a mimosa which was a fairly standard mimosa. And then they had the Palo Bloody Mary, which I did not like the version they mixed there. I think we talked about this on another show. Like it just didn't have enough heat to it for me. It just didn't, it didn't have any spice to it. It almost tasted like they'd taken the Palo tomato soup and added some pumpkin in it, which is weird. Um, but I love the I tasting might, So overall. I might like is what you're saying. I, you know, yeah, I love the tasting of- overall. I definitely do it again. And I kind of keep my eye out for it. I'm really interested to see the beer tasting. Although there too, I may find myself in the whiskey situation just because I've, like Americans love super hoppy beers right now. And I'm just not into that. So I, I don't know if that's going to work out in my favor. Uh, but I'm excited to try it. And then the gin t- gin is one of my favorites. So like, I'm really excited to, s- to see what they do for the, the gin tasting. But there's so many of them. Uh, the mixology one is really interesting to me. But yeah, I don't know if there's one out there, Sam, that you've been eyeing that you want to take that you haven't. Well, the mixology one. And I actually, I think, am I signed? I think I might be signed up for that uh, on some, I think we're signed up for that one on our Norway cruise. That, that, in, fact, that, in fact, that sounds right to me. Yeah. Yeah, because that's the that's the only one that I've wanted to do and haven't done. I would do the champagne one again, but the other options are not ones that excite me because I, I for example, don't like gin. <laughs> so I'm not going to do the gin tasting one, even though I, um, I was the one who actually suggested you book that one because I knew it would be one that you would like. But yeah, it's, uh, you know, you have to like whatever alcohol they're going to be using, I think. Otherwise, it maybe doesn't have as much value. Well, it is an opportunity to push your boundary. I mean, you're on a cruise. So I always love to say that when you're on a cruise, you can have these experiences that you might never like seek out and pay for on land. And so I don't know if you're not if you're not into gin, but you've just never really tried a bunch of them. You could you could always give it a go. Right. I mean, it's it's not it's not a heavy it's not a heavy lift from an expense standpoint. 
and you get to try a bunch and who knows, you might leave going, I actually liked that one gin and I've never tasted that before. So Jessica, I'm, I'm curious on your end. One thing that I have found is that there's sometimes a language barrier between <laughs> the person doing the tasting, trying to do the sort of learning component and the crowd. Uh, and I will say for the martini tasting we did, it was a pretty significant barrier. Like we, we were not really able to understand, I would say, most of what <laughs> the bartender was trying to convey. Were, were you able to keep up? Were you able to like, I'm, I'm just curious what your experience was like. Yes, I would say um, for the martini tasting, um, the person who did ours did have a thicker accent, but we were able to understand what he was saying for the most part and what he was talking about because he was, I mean, they go pretty fast. They're talking about how they create these drinks and and then the mixology, I, I, yeah, I highly recommend it. I think um, you guys will really enjoy it because it, it's such, um, you know, each drink is so different. And uh, one of the other things I, I was uh, forgot to mention too, just about it was it was kind of cool. They um, will layer. They'll show you how to like how they layer the drink, and so it's like different colors and different, you know, and it looks so pretty and interesting. And then they'll suggest, okay, try it with a straw first. Okay, now try it, you know. Um, drink it from the top. Okay, now mix it. Now stir it with a spoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now drink it, right? Because it tastes different from all these different angles, so to speak. So, <laughs> oh, I like um, that. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, it, it's interesting. I, I did not. We did not have a, a trouble understanding or language barrier in that um, particular class, the mixology at Skyline. Um, and I will also say, I thought it was interesting. They both places made a point to say that. If you are to book this again, you will not get the same drinks. Now, I don't know if that means like the whole menu is different or they just, you know, change out one or two here and there, depending on um, maybe what fresh ingredients they can get, what's available at the time, what's in season for what they're mixing it with. But um, I thought that that was good to know that, you know, if we were to do mixology again, it's not going to be the same exact thing. Yeah, I think they give the bartenders some freedom on mixology. I think they want them to use you know, to do sort of one tequila drink, one vodka drink, one gin drink, right? Like they want them to use different liquors so that people can experience those different flavors. But I think the bartenders are given a lot of freedom as to what they want to mix uh, within those categories. And so we've heard that you will not get the same. I mean, maybe if you got the same bartender, um, but that would be a pretty, you know, significant coincidence. And if it was on the same cruise, I would actually think that they would purposely mix it up uh, so that different you know, people would have kind of a different experience. Yeah. Well, and some of these natural, I mean, like tequila tasting, whiskey tasting, gin tasting, mixology, like you can imagine revamping that menu every time, new gins, new whatever. I mean, subject only to what they have available on board, which may also drive some of it. Maybe the supply chain is better for some things one time around and they grab more of it or whatever it is. You know, martini tasting, I would just, yeah, they can rotate some of those. They're, they got, I think they got to have a classic martini. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't have martini tasting and they don't have a classic martini. I'd be like, Sam, I'm with you. I had to let my husband drink that one. Like, I I sipped it, you know, I had the sip, I I did my part of the tasting and I tasted it, but then I had to to pass it along. (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't. I I did the same. I took a sip of that regular martini and then I was like, okay, uh, I've had a sip and that's all I'm going to have. But I think the mixology they switch up more than the other ones because I do think the other ones are 
are going to be more similar. For example, champagne tasting, they're always going to do a Veuve Clicquot. They're always going to probably do a Tattinger. A Moe, a Moe Ice. I mean, it's like Disney Cruise Line brought to you by Moe Ice these days, but yeah. Right. <laughs> so the, the champagne tasting, if you do it on different ships at different times, it's probably going to be pretty similar each time. Although you might, you know, you might get something new. There might be a different brand, you know, one time, but it's not going to be drastically different. Whereas I think with mixology, that's where they get to do kind of more difference because they're doing mixed drinks versus, you know, a particular uh, type of alcohol. So yeah, I think there is more, more variety in that, uh, in that class than any of the other ones. Yeah. I think you guys will like that. I'll be interested to hear once you're able to do it, what your thoughts are. Yep. And I did just confirm that we have it on our Norway cruise. So we got gin tasting and then on the Norway cruise, I've got beer and then we're doing mixology together. So making our way, making our, making our rounds, so to speak. Making our rounds. And I am not doing the beer tasting because I do not like beer. There you go. All right. Well, we will we will wrap it up there. And uh, just thank you again, Jessica, for taking the time to chat with us a little bit more. We really appreciate it. Thanks. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> As always, thank you so much out there for listening to our bonus show this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. Please also head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us those five-star reviews. And if you leave us a written review, we will read it on the air in our main show each and every week. We love connecting with you, our listeners, and hearing your feedback. So head over there, leave us a review. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dclduo. You can also connect with our show via our voicemail line. If you'd like to send us a question, a comment, or otherwise have us address your feedback on the air, then just leave us a message at 402 413 That's 402-413-5590. If you'd like even more great content from the DCL Duo, you can always browse to youtube.com slash DCL Duo for our vlog. If you'd like to help support the show, you can always browse to patreon.com slash DCL Duo and choose from one of our monthly support tiers. We really do appreciate each and every one of our Patreons out there for making this show happen each and every month. We also really appreciate our amazing show sponsor, My Path Unwinding Travel. So if you're looking to book your next fabulous Disney vacation, head over to www.mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo to book your next fabulous vacation. Use that link so they know the DCL Duo sent you. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of Disney Cruise Line or the Disney Company. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL Duo. Good night. <laughs>